John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Hey, Kevin Oh, John got the first uh-huh. word in. Good job, John. Man, I was all ready to come in with a with a clever remark about our guests, and then John said, "I'm getting the first word in." Well done. Oh. Um, I, and you could thank uh, my aunt and uncle uh, visiting from Seattle because I got brought up at dinner tonight. Now I'm they, always they, they, the one that talks first. Yep. They're like, what's wrong so. with that Kevin fella? Why is he always hogging the mic at the beginning of those episodes? Well, I mean, my, my uncle even said that he was like talking to the radio, essentially, <laughs> when you were talking about that. Oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, you do always talk for... Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. And we, we do have a guest today, and you know... You know we have a good guest in hand when they're dancing during the theme song, so that was a, <laughs> that was a treat to see. Welcome, Devin, everyone. Hi, Devin. Hello, hey. hello. Glad to be here. Devin is uh, coming out of coming out of uh, the Boston, Massachusetts area right now, correct? That's right. Yeah, it's turning fall here. The leaves are just beginning to turn out here. Wow, that's yeah. You get you actually get seasons. It was it was ninety five degrees today here in L A. in October. So <laughs> I, I mean, we got. I th- think we hit close to eighty maybe today. Wow. Year, so. Um, well, Devin is uh, Devin is gracious enough to uh, to be here with us today. Um, I liked what John referred to him as last week, which is an amateur cryptozoologist. Which I don't know if that's what you would call yourself, Devin, but you are here because you're <laughs> talking to us about Bigfoot today. Is that right? That is correct. We're going to be talking about Bigfoot. I am honored to uh, have the uh, the moniker amateur cryptozoologist bestowed upon me. It's the first time for me. Well, we um. That, that's sort of how we first started talking about this, Devin, is that, you, you know, we were talking about various things we do when we get into, I, I hate to even call it time wasting, but when we get sucked into kind of a wormhole on the internet, you were like, yeah, for me, it's going down this this wormhole of, of Bigfoot videos. Oh, yeah, I've got uh, got my favorites and there's always new ones coming out when a new Bigfoot video shows up in the feed. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have to watch this right now. Or sometimes, you know, I'll save it for later. It's a special occasion. But yeah, I could just spend a couple of hours uh, deep in the, the Bigfoot rabbit hole. And I, you know, I don't, I certainly don't think it's a, it's a bad, I get it. Look, you spend too much time on the internet doing any one mm-hmm. thing and it's like, okay, this is, this maybe isn't productive, but this sounds like, a, it sounds like something you're interested in, something that's cool, something that's, that's fascinating and obviously something you enjoy. Oh yeah. It's definitely something that, uh, I love learning more about. And then I love almost as much as learning about it. I love convincing other people to believe in it as well. You, you just got to spread it around. Yeah, I I will say I said this uh, uh, last week. I'm really excited about this episode because I I'm just fascinated by sort of I guess it's cryptozoology, right? This idea, this I I don't think there's scientific like writings on this. Maybe there are. Maybe we'll learn. But like, but I I like to believe in these kind of things. I love the idea, the 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 mystery behind it, and so that's why I, that's that's what I'm getting all tingly about today. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited too. All right. So shall we call you, call you Mulder now, Kevin? Oh yeah, because I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe. You can just call me Fox. I'm a Fox. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's uh, let's start with our normal business though, and get into our tidy up section. Tidy up before we go go any further with the show show. Tidy up before we go go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Tidy up. Uh, I, the, uh, the actual song, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, came on the radio the other day, and it was like, this sounds weird. This isn't how the song goes. I've gotten so used to our version now. <laughs> well, and my aunt and uncle did actually start kind of singing it a little uh, bit at dinner too. That makes me very happy. Yeah, that that's Aunt Dale, uh, Aunt Dale, Uncle Dale, and Aunt <laughs> Nikki, right? Yep. Our first ever patrons. Yeah. They were in town visiting you from Seattle, so we like to shout mm-hmm. them out whenever we get a chance. That's very cool. Well, and, I mean, and they they only started singing that because my dad did point out an error on my part. Depending on how much of a stickler you want to be, I suppose when it comes to math. You know, in episode twelve, I had said that we have made it a quarter of the year. Yes, it was a it was a Which, moment of celebration. 
It was. <laughs> I mean, and if you consider they're on average being four weeks in a month, four times three is 12. That would be three months, which is a quarter of a year. Yes. However, based off of 52 weeks in a year, 12 weeks is not a quarter of a year. It is, I believe, 13. Yes. Devin helped us do that math uh, in the pre-show yes. a little bit. We, 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 were, we were a week early, depending on how you look at it. All right. And that is, you know, I get my pedantic, pedanticness from my dad. Mm-hmm. And so I do need to point out that it's not zoology. It's either zoology or zoology. Oh, the proper pronunciation. So yes. all this time when I'm saying zoology, you're like gritting your teeth. You're like, oh, that's wrong. There, there, there would be an extra O in there. That. Yeah, because it's just Z O O L O G Y. Yeah, right. zoology. So it, say it again. How do I, how should I be pronouncing it? You could say zoology uh-huh. or zoology. That's pretty easy to. If I think about eulogy, but put a Z at the beginning of it, I yeah. think I can do it. Zoology, even though it doesn't sound as fun. All right. Well, that's been tidied up. Thanks for. The, yep. I like the sticklerness. We'll, we'll we'll refer to your dad as the stickler, and he'll he'll correct us on all these things. That almost sounds like a Batman. I know he's like he's like a villain. He's like he's the, he's a villain. He's the stickler, uh, but but a, a friendly villain, a friendly villain. And then uh, I think we have two shout outs. We have uh, yeah. we have a new patron, my good friend Jeff, who is helping us with a project uh, behind the scenes mm-hmm. that we're gonna we're gonna get working on, and that's very exciting. And he signed up to be a patron, so we we definitely appreciate yep. all of our patrons and. Jeff is the latest on our list. So so thank you, Jeff. More to come from him. You'll, that's not the last time you'll be hearing his name. Oh, yeah. And we, I believe we're now an international podcast, right, John? As far as I can tell, someone has listened from Spain. Yeah, we have we have a, we have a Spanish listener. We have no idea who it is. We well, I, I I don't know if they're Spanish. Yes, it's just someone in Spain listens. Someone in Spain listens and uh, at least right. listened to an episode. We don't know. I don't know anyone personally in Spain. Maybe it is someone we know that we didn't realize we know. Right. But I think I, what's really exciting, what I was thinking about is this person in Spain could be listening to us right now and not mm-hmm. really realize that this is a big deal for us and has right. no idea the impact and is, and is sitting there like, wait a minute. I think I'm that listener they're talking about right now. And if you are, mm-hmm. show yourself. Let us see you. We would right. love. We would love to. We'd love to give you a virtual handshake and, and say thank you for being our first international listen. Indeed. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast, doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin has prepared an eight-question quiz for us about Bigfoot. And-, and and you got, you know, you listeners might be wondering, how did we get this up on the website <laughs> in order for us to take the quiz without seeing the answers? Yes. And you can actually thank Dr. Documentary for that. <laughs> my, my sister was gracious enough today to throw the quiz up there for us so that way we could take it, but we didn't see the answers. She might get sort of like producer credits on this now because she's right. behind the scenes. I also think, John, that might be the first time I've heard you refer to her as Dr. Documentary, which made my heart so well, happy. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that we hadn't actually said her name until the episode that she was on kind of makes me not want to say her name yeah, until she's on an episode. To keep it, keep it alive. <laughs> Just to keep that going. But, you know, if she would rather me use her name, I will use her name. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I will leave it up to her. Well, I will say we're very appreciative of that. So, yeah, John and I have not seen a single one of these questions. We don't know the answers. Obviously, I think the fun part is learning about Bigfoot, but... You know, there's a competition on the line as well. And uh, right now I'm winning by one in our grand total yep. of, of wins versus losses. So we'll see what mm-hmm. t- what today holds. How are you feeling, Devin? Feeling great. Wow, it's neck and neck here with you guys. I've, yeah. Uh, I know yeah. that you've both gone on your streaks for a while. Exactly. Yeah, so it's seven. Uh, I, I have been on a losing streak. Yeah. John started off super hot in the Lack of Genius history book, and so we'll see. Maybe maybe this will be your your next uh, your next big run. Don't you mean the log book? The log book, yes, our log of log, <laughs> the log book, the Lack of Genius <laughs> log book. All right, Devin. I guess I'll ask one more question before we get into to question yeah, yeah. one. But like, what was there something that first drew you to to getting into the Bigfoot ether? 
Uh, yeah, it's actually, it was my friend, Jeff, not, not the same Jeff that you were talking about, but, uh-huh. uh, we were on a hike one day with a group of friends and he goes, Devin, I saw these Bigfoot videos and I was like, come on, man, that's silly. But Jeff is a very persuasive person. So he showed me a couple of these Bigfoot videos and I was just hooked. And so he's sort of my Bigfoot godfather. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like the godfather of Bigfoot for you. That's uh, well, we're so glad he brought you into this because this brought you into our lives and our listeners' lives. Mm-hmm. And, the, and now now it's time to learn about Bigfoot. So if you feel ready, I say we jump into to number one here. Yeah. Let's yeah. So this is a, a, a quiz that I put together just uh, hopefully to spark some interest in everyone who's listening and then give a little bit of a chronology of Bigfoot and uh, just, yeah, hopefully get a few people looking at uh the evidence, which I think is is pretty good. So first question has to do with some history uh, and some context. And I'll explain the question after you guys give your answers. The first question okay. is, when was the silverback gorilla first confirmed to exist? 400 BC, 987 AD, the year 1652, or the year 1902? It, so, sorry, I think John and I are, are uh, right. we have different options in the middle for some reason. I, I oh. think they ultimately kind of work, but we re- we have 987 and 1758 in the middle. So, oh, look at that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've actually got another version. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with yours uh, and, okay. and I will explain uh, okay. the context of the question, even though I've gotten some of them wrong. Well, I mean, I think based on the... Uh potential answer issue could probably rule out the middle too yeah that's that's some good logic there john to be honest i hadn't even done that logic yet i probably would have chosen (laughs) one if you hadn't said that (laughs) see what i'm what i'm trying to figure out is you know i know rome like the roman empire yeah went into africa but i don't know if they made it far enough south into the jungles and whatnot or was it just more around egypt and and the the northern coast just around the mediterranean I, I would have no clue. To be honest, everything you're saying, I'm like, right. whoa, I don't. <laughs> For me, I'm looking at if we're down to two options between 500 BC and 1902, those are pretty different sets of time. What's funny is either of them would be kind of shocking answers. Like, wow, barely in 1902 was the silverback gorilla. But right. 500 BC sounds like so long ago. And to be honest, based on your kind of line of wondering, John, I think I'm going to choose 500 BC. I'm actually going to go with 1902. Ooh. I mean, Jane Goodall, I believe is still alive, has done a lot of work with gorillas. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And she's the one that kind of did a good chunk of it. If she's not alive, she died not too long ago. But you could see it being like a recent history thing. Right. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. Okay. So, well, I'll lock in 500 BC. You're going to lock in 1902? Exactly. All right. What do we got, Devin? All right. I uh, gave you those nice 50-50 odds here for yeah. the first question. <laughs> the answer is 1902. 1902. 1902. So, this is for John. And this is for me. <laughs> wow. Okay. T- tell us about this. This is, so, this is very fascinating already. Yeah. So a lot of people are familiar nowadays with the word cryptid and cryptozoology. And a cryptid is essentially, it's a creature that you know, hasn't been proven to exist yet. Bigfoot is an example. But a lot of people don't know that there's a list of former cryptids. They made it off the list. Silverback gorilla was first just kind of reported as hairy mountain people by local tribes and nobody believed them until they were actually confirmed to exist. Uh, Some other creatures that were on that list include the manatee. They suspect that's where mermaid stories come from. Yeah. The Komodo dragon was on that list. Giant squids, you know, krakens. Krakens. And yeah, one of my favorites is giant pandas. They weren't confirmed to exist until the 1860s. European explorers just didn't believe that there's just a giant black and white vegan cat bear that, yeah, that's in the a, forest. Yeah, did did they call it something else? I mean, was it called the giant panda in this in this sort of mythical world uh, of, of these these sailors' heads? I'm not sure what they would have called it, but certainly the local tribes had their word for it. And oh. when they described it, they just didn't believe them. Like, yeah, right. You're going to talk about pandas again today? Okay. So, so I, I guess it makes me wonder. You know, the, this list of former cryptids was it just because the West didn't believe indigenous people because, you know, mm. indigenous people don't know anything. It, we're Western people. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. I believe that is definitely the case. They just were, they just needed harder evidence than the testimony of the, the local tribes. Two things come to mind. One, I really like the name that you gave the giant panda, which I be- was, uh, what was it? Giant 
giant black and white cat bear thing. Maybe you threw in yeah. the word lazy at some point. I don't know. That, or vegan. <laughs> vegan, that <laughs> vegan, was it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that for a name. And two, this is, uh, I'm seeing the context here of like, we know for sure silverback gorillas exist. And yet within recent history, it was not a confirmed being. And so naysayers of Bigfoot take that, right? That's right. That's right. Actually, the latest species of great ape uh, was discovered in 2017. It's confirmed as oh. use in 2017. Oh, we have hope. Bigfoot yeah. has hope. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love this. All right. Good. I love that. That's a great start. A great contextual start for us. Yes. All right. Ready for the second question? Let's do it. All right. So speaking of the native tribes and uh, their testimonies of different creatures that they see in the forest, in the Salish language, what does the name Sasquatch mean? Uh. Does it mean forest tribe, ape walkers, large-footed people, or wild men? <laughs> Can you tell us where the Salish, like, what is the Salish language? Yeah, that that is uh, one of the language groups, I believe, of the groups that are in the Vancouver area, like north okay. of Seattle, kind of west on the islands of Vancouver around in that area. Okay. So, so the na the native languages in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. yeah there those. are, there are a lot of languages up there, but in uh, this, in this one Sasquatch okay. was, we just sort of took that to be synonymous with Bigfoot, but there are a lot of other names. I love questions like this because knowing that you made up three of these answers, you know, potentially, and some, some of them may be based off of some kind of knowledge, but I'm going to just say the, the, the answers again. So, uh, what does, what does Sasquatch mean in the Salish language? Forest tribe, ape walkers, large footed people, and wild men. Now, now what do you consider a large footed? Because I, I've got a, I wear a size 16. So I've, uh, I, I've been, I have been holding back on making any related Bigfoot joke to you, John, but there, there, are, there are some Sasquatch uh, similarities. And I say that with love. <laughs> you are a size 16, six, seven, six, seven. You got a beard and a, and you probably got some chest hair under there. Don't you too? <laughs> a little. Um, you, what do you, He's what do you, what are you, uh, what are you leaning towards there, John? I'm kind of leaning towards, Towards forest tribe. Okay. This makes me think of Ewoks. I'm just going to say that also. <laughs> right. I think when I think of forest tribes, I think of Ewoks and they're like one of my favorite mythical characters or, or a, right. Well, I mean, the, the only reason why I'm thinking that is, you know, if they were on the islands and stuff and I, my aunt and uncle don't live in Seattle, but they live on the near Polsbo, which is on one of the islands. And, and the, it's known as the Salish sea up there. Oh. which I'd kind of remembered after I saw Salish and thought that's where it was. So I could see the Salish people being more ocean and boat going and not necessarily in the forest. That's why I'm thinking maybe they just refer to them as the forest tribe. That, that, your logic makes sense. And and, and I, I looking through these answers again, Devin, man, these are all really good answers. Like any yeah. of them... Any of them could be legit. I don't know. I, I'm going to pick ape walkers. You know, I could see that being like some sort of loose translation of like, well, they're, you know, they're basically apes, but they walk. So, so they came up with a, the word Sasquatch that means that. So I'm going to choose ape walkers. Sounds like John, you're going with forest tribe. Yep. All right. How do we do Devin? In this one, unfortunately, you're both wrong. The answer oh. is wild men. <laughs> that was my second guess. Wild <laughs> I love that it's wild men. So they, so they were yeah. it literally meant these wild men who were running around the forest, essentially. Yeah, just totally taken for a type of people that just kind of lived out in the forest and had a lot of hair. And I, I did throw in a little bit of a trick here. Uh, in a lot of different native languages have different words for it. And in the Cherokee language, their word for it translates more or less to secluded tribe. Oh, so interesting. I modified that one. Yeah. So, so John's logic was correct, but it not in terms of this question. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he was definitely on the on the right track. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So like the word orangutan means people of the forest, and oh. yeah. And going back to um, in the first question, the 500 BC, you weren't entirely wrong. The first Greek explorers uh, did spot gorillas from the ships, and they didn't quite know what to call them. So in the first written account, they were the Greek word was you know what we now call gorilla. And that meant tribe of hairy women. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so, well, so un unless I'm remembering correctly, 
there are actually no native apes in the Americas. Or so they would have you believe. Oh. Or so biologists would have you believe. <laughs> okay, got it. There are monkeys, right. but there are actually no native apes. Yeah, we've got no North American ape, uh, according to science. According, according to, science. to current right now. zoology uh, well, I think standards. that also pertains to South America as well. I believe you're right. Yeah, they all live in the Eastern Hemisphere. Just like there's no native cacti outside of the Americas. Oh, how about that? John, are you just dropping knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb on us right now? <laughs> that is. It also makes you wonder what Italian food was like before Columbus came to the Americas and found tomatoes. Are you saying that those are native? Yeah, tomatoes did not exist in Europe until after Columbus. John, did you make a checklist of things that you just wanted to drop? You're like, I'm going to fit all of these. In. I I will say I do feel like the odd man out right now because I'm Devin is all in two questions in has already proven like wow he does really know his, I'm I'm so impressed and then John I'm I'm just endlessly impressed with you bringing out these these random facts. It, it, it's it's the biology in me. Yeah, good. <laughs> The, the, the Bigfoot biology or the <laughs> just, just the you know, environmental science major. You know, I'm a jack of all trades when it comes to biology sciences. All right. Well, you're getting your moment to shine. All right. Well, so I'm 0 for 2 to start. John, you're 1 for 2. We're ready for number 3? All right. Here we go. Question number 3. Uh, in which state was the first published photo of a Bigfoot track taken? Oh, I love this. Yeah. Going back to the first newspaper accounts. Okay. So we've got four possibilities here. Washington, mm -hmm. uh, Washington State, California, mm -hmm. Texas, or Oregon. Yeah, this is so no no knock on the history stuff, but I'm just I'm not a history person. And so when I think of Bigfoot, this is the stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, when were there tracks and when were there sightings? So this is why I'm perking up. I'll rule out Texas right away, and that would floor me if it was correct. I mean, the, the Pacific Northwest is a big sort of the big that's where people talk about it. So Oregon and Washington jump out. I will say I'm I'm leaning towards California though, because I I, I don't know. I know there's the Redwoods way up in northern. California. What's going through your mind right now, John? The Redwoods extend into Oregon, though. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Oregon and, and or Washington would be the more obvious answer, which is right. pro probably why I'm leaning towards California. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe it did happen in California first, the first track, first right. published I, photo. My, 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 well, my first immediate response was Oregon, mm -hmm. and that's what I currently have checked right now. Ah. But Texas is... It's nagging at me. Oh, like, you're I'm, yeah? I'm feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have as well, Kevin, you know, watch the Discovery Channel, your History Channel stuff on Bigfoot. Uh -huh. and, and there's something in there that says Texas. Oh, but I, I don't know. I know. I, I, I can sense the the uh, I don't even know the right word. Like you, you definitely want to do it, but you also are like, ah, but is it just there to make me want to choose it? Right. But at the same time, how cool would it look if, you know, Devin was trying to get this curveball by us of Texas, like, oh, they'll <laughs> ignore Texas. And then you chose it. <laughs> exactly. Right. I know. I know. Again, we could go on forever. Like, I, I, I think right. Washington or Oregon would make the most sense, but I'm going to stick with my California pick just, just because. I'm going to stick with Oregon. Okay. Got to go with my gut. All right. Answer is California. Oh, that's oh, for Kevin. California. Here you go, John. We're tied up. One for three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first photos uh, were published in 1958. They were from Bluff Creek, California. Okay. A uh, little scandal on this one. In 2002, the children of one of the workers in that area admitted that their dad had faked the footprints. He was a man named Ray Wallace. He carved 16-inch wow. human footprints uh, out of wood. He went stomping around. They said he was a real prankster. So. so this was the first published photo of Bigfoot. And for many years, it was like, this is it. But in 2002, it was finally revealed to be a hoax. Yeah, the tracks were a hoax in that in that particular case. But there's a guy named Jeffrey, Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum, and he's a professor uh, at Idaho State University. He specializes, he's an anthropologist specializing in bipedalism, which is just walking on two legs. Bipedalism. And he has collected footprints from all around the country from different decades. And he's actually, he believes this is a real creature and he's identified all kinds of things like in the footprint. He can read footprints, like reread a book, even mm -hmm. down to he's spotted dermal ridges, which is what makes our fingerprints up on our fingers. But they, we have them on our toes too. So he has spotted dermal ridges in the casts that are totally unique. He's gotten people to look at them to try to identify them. 
and nobody can identify which creature they might be from. So wow, wow. Yeah. And the theory is these are Bigfoot tracks, essentially. I mean, yeah, these are Bigfoot tracks, and actually, those the dermal ridges in in that super sensitive soil that that can actually capture those things were a reason why one U.S. Forest Service tracker, like a professional tracker, claimed that the prints were false because only humans have dermal ridges on our toes, and also oh. all the great apes. Great apes have that too, but of course. We all know there's no great ape here, right? <laughs> I, lo I, lo I love. So far, that's been scientifically proven. <laughs> I love the little the little jabs of attitude that you have, Devin. Like right. according to science, you know, yeah. like, but, but it's like, come on, like, look. Well, see, because it's funny because when I hear the dermal ridges thing, I'm like, well, that proves that it's real then, because because it's not some faked footprint that this dude up in Bluff, what would you say, Bluff City, Bluff Falls. California is here. Anyways. Uh, Bluff Creek. Yeah. Bluff Creek. Yeah. All right. You want to move on to number four? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Number four. This is going to be a true or false question. True or false. Ooh. The famous Patterson Gimlin film. This is the famous one of Bigfoot walking in the forest, turning to the camera, and then it keeps walking. That film uh -huh. has been proven to be a hoax. Wow. True or false. Why do I feel like, John, you, you already know this. Do you? Do you know this? I'm trying to remember. Okay. I thought this seems like the kind of fact that you would know. Yes. This is the famous image and he's like the, the arms are kind of spread out and the legs are, it's like a perfect stride and Bigfoot's looking right at the camera. And like my mind goes to elf, uh, in the movie elf, they parody this, this pose <laughs> where there's a picture of Will Ferrell as elf doing the same thing. So I, I guess my, my question is, you know, I know that there's been hundreds of not thousands of people have studied this. What do you mean by that it has been proven as a hoax? Like, what is that? What? How are you defining that? Uh, undeniably proven in a way that there's there's evidence, which when you look at the evidence is just conclusive. This is such a difference between John and I, because like John is down <laughs> to the to the nitty gritty of like, well, what do you I'm like, I get it, man. Yeah. I, and to be honest, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose true. I have a feeling. I don't know. I don't know if I've heard anything, but I get I do get your questioning, John. But it is funny, the right. difference between us. Like with the hoax of Bluff Creek, I believe they actually produced the wooden molds that their dad had used right. and it, it like totally matched the, the images. There's a good example of absolute proof, if you will. Okay. I do feel like I have some memory of hearing that it was proven, right. but I, but I don't, again, I, it might've been in reference to some other thing, but I, I'm going to choose true and say that it has been proven to be a hoax. I'm going to go with true as well. Okay. All right. The answer, and maybe this is controversial. The answer is false. Oh. The answer is false. Wait, I got to get one more. <laughs> 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 uh, this one is very controversial in some people's minds. Obviously it's, it's a complete hoax, but in other people's minds, it's, it's totally real. Uh -huh. And the struggle is this, the people who filmed it, it's called the Patterson Gimlin film. There are two men who filmed it named Patterson and Gimlin. Patterson uh -huh. was a wily character. He had a lot of debts uh, to pay and he was kind of obsessed with Bigfoot and was actually making a quote unquote, like a docudrama about finding Bigfoot. So he had that meant he had a small film budget and paid actors and a camera in order to shoot a made up story about Bigfoot. And if you're making a film like that, it makes a lot of sense for you to have sort of a Bigfoot suit on hand for the big reveal of this film. Mm -hmm. So it could have been, you know, it seems like the cards are stacked for this sort of desperate person who owes a lot of money to come out with a miraculous, yeah. uh, some footage of a mythical creature. But however, if you look at the film itself, it's pretty amazing if it is a hoax, because as the creature's foot hits the ground, their thigh muscles are clenching and you can see it move in the actual image. It also an interesting feature of the creature in the film is it has breasts, it's a primate that has like primate breasts. And one of the things that people have said when they've analyzed it that proves it's a hoax is that the breasts have hair on them, which normal like chimpanzees and gorillas, that's not a feature. So that's sort of an, an odd detail of the film that people have picked out. But overall with 1960s technology, creating that level of a suit, even in Hollywood would have been difficult, you know, if not impossible. So claim a lot of people. So yeah. how did this cowboy with a tiny film budget uh, pull it off in the forest? So it's a big well, question mark. We may never know. 
that is all of that is so fascinating that, that you know the interesting thing about like you talk about the hair on the breast like mm-hmm. it's hard to make an argument either way whether that helps prove that it's real or fake because you can always fall back on well this is a creature that we don't know exists so we don't know what its characteristics are right. or if it falls under primate what you know characteristics when you mentioned that he was working on a, dro- a what was it a documentary a drama Sort of a pseudo fictional, yeah, documentary. Would, for some reason, like a musical was coming to mind. Like he, like, <laughs> is there is has there ever been a Bigfoot theatrical any theatrical Bigfoot thing that you're aware of, Devin? You know, I haven't kept up on the uh, the theater side of Bigfoot, but I would not be surprised. I'm not, I'm not a big theater person, but I would love, oh my gosh, I'd love to see a Bigfoot musical and like, you know, uh, maybe Bigfoot <laughs> struggles with the, you know, the fact that people don't literally do not believe in him. He struggles with like self-esteem and self-worth and like that's, we well, see I his mean, struggle. Just turn Harry and the Hendersons into a musical. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. That's true. That, that's a good point. Probably Harry and the Hendersons probably, I don't know if there's a question on this or not, but probably the most famous sort of pop culture would you agree with that, Devin, or is there something bigger that I'm missing? Probably. I would say that's probably the most famous pop culture, you know, show, theater, that kind of yeah. thing. For, for those that don't know, that was, it was a show first, right? And then it became a movie. Uh, I and right. I want to yeah. say, um, yeah. what's his name from Third Rock from the Sun? Uh, John Lithgow John was Lithgow. in it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. When Devin said docudrama, that immediately reminded me of our episode two weeks ago. Yes. Where we learned that even if it was fake, mm-hmm. it could actually still be legitimately a documentary. Yeah, because it was it was documenting an event, right? Is that sort of, that's right. that was sort of the theory. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think in the end of that musical, Bigfoot just needs to believe in himself. It's, yeah, at the end of the day, lesson. it doesn't matter whether anyone believes in you or not, you have to believe in yourself first. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's and, we, and, and we just wrote the musical. Well done, gentlemen. <laughs> I think therefore I am. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Good question, Devin. We are both one for four now, correct, John? Yeah. Going into question five. How many U.S. states have reported Bigfoot sightings? Options are 14, 36, 49, or 50. How many U.S. states have reported sightings? Are, are Yetis factored into this? Uh, I'm going to say... Abominable Snowman? Those, we're going to say Bigfoot. We're going to stick with Bigfoot here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Both these questions. The question that you wrote, Devin, is a great one. <laughs> and your qu- your question about does that include Yetis, I, w- I wouldn't even well, go I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about Alaska. Yeah, you are. Right? Yeah, I, I get it. That makes sense. I love this because when I first read this question, I think, oh, it's probably a low number. But then I'm like, wait a minute. No, reported Bigfoot sightings. I mean, these are just reported sightings. It doesn't mean, right. you know... Uh, I mean, my mind goes to 50. My mind goes to every single state at some point has had some. But what about Hawaii? I know. I thought about Hawaii. Is it crazy to think that somebody at some point in Hawaii's history said, I saw a Bigfoot? That's what that's what's tricky. And it does make me wonder if Hawaii is going to be the make or break point here. Because the 40, the, the option of 49 is very tempting, you know, compared to 50. I mean, that's the, that's the one I've got checked right now. Ugh. Ugh. I think I'll if I think I want to make things interesting and choose something different. I'm gonna say fifty. Okay. All right. So you're locking in forty nine, and I just I just locked yep. in fifty. All right. What do we got, Devin? All right. Got your inches locked in. Uh, according to BFRO, the Bigfoot Research Organization, uh, there have been forty nine states that wow. reported sightings. John, well uh, done. Minus Hawaii. Kevin. Everyone minus Hawaii. Wow. So yeah. we, were, we were right, or you were you were more right than me. That is amazing. And also, I want to do whatever I can to get you in the BRFO. Is that it? Was that it? the Bigfoot <laughs> yeah. research? BFRO. BFRO. I, we got to get you in the BFRO. How do you get in the BFRO, Devin? I imagine it's very difficult. You probably have to go through some hazing. You have to yeah. <laughs> catch, catch a photo of a Bigfoot. <laughs> well, in, in reality, it's probably just pay like, you know, 10 uh, Yeah, right. That's <laughs> very late. Well, Devin, I don't want you to to sell yourself short on your ability to belong there. If you don't believe in yourself, you know, no one will. <laughs> so I want you to take some inspiration from our Bigfoot musical and believe in yourself and go earn yourself a spot there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you need to take, take some inspiration. <laughs> uh, well, so again, 49, all but Hawaii have had, have had Bigfoot sightings. 
That's right. According to the BFRO, now there could have been people in Hawaii who have seen it. It could be that Bigfoot vacation is there. We don't know. According to this one, this site, which is a pretty reliable one. John is wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. I just want to point out. And so I would love to... (laughs) I would love to see Bigfoot in a, in a, you're, you're almost making that reality come true of Bigfoot in a Hawaiian shirt. Right I, now, I mean, it, it sounds like Kevin, you're starting to write your next album. <laughs> yeah. You may, you may have inspired a whole series of songs about Bigfoot from me. So this is, this has been a blast already. All right. Anything, did you have anything else on, on, on that? Um, Devin, I didn't want to take your thunder away. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, it was, uh, you threw me a bit of a curveball there asking about the Yeti because, uh, <laughs> Even in the U.S., there are different names for, you know, this creature up in the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. It's Bigfoot and Sasquatch, but uh, down in Florida, down in out in Georgia, West Virginia, they've all got a different name for it and uh-huh. different countries have names for it. Uh, it's Yeti, usually in the around the Himalayas. In Australia, it's the Yowie. Oh, so got a lot of different. Yeah, a lot of different names for this type of creature. What does it go by? You said Georgia and Florida have different names for it. I'm so glad you asked, Kevin, because that is that the next question. <laughs> that is yeah. question six. Okay, look at that. That's called a segue in the business. I didn't even know. This I, awesome. I, I, like I'd already seen that that was the question, so I was really wondering if he was going to just answer it for us or not. I almost did. Oh, I love these choices. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so we're going on to number six then. Question number six. All right. What is the name of the Bigfoot species commonly cited in Florida? <laughs> Option one, the stripe ape, the swamp man, the skunk ape. Oh my gosh. Or swamp thing. I love this. And I, I, I part of me just wants to go with Florida. I was going to say this. <laughs> I had the exact same thought. They're, like, I think the rest of the world should call sightings in Florida just Florida man. Florida man was spotted in <laughs> Florida. <laughs> wow. Um, again, Devin, I really need to commend you on your choice making here because one of these mm-hmm. is right and the other ones, all of them are kind of absurd and hilarious in a little bit of a way. So so if you the ones that you made up, well done right off the bat. Thank you, thank you. There's similarities. Like you've got Swamp Man and Swamp Thing, and you've got Stripe Ape and skunk ape and skunks have stripes. Skunks do have stripes. Yes, this has been proven by by zoologists, by zoologies. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna struggle with that word all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta say the stripe thing is very interesting to me because right. I would not have thought when I hear skunk ape, I'm like, yeah, well, why would it be a skunk? But there's clearly maybe there's something that has been seen with a stripe, which also right. reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Gremlins, where the, the evil Mogwai has a little mohawk and he's known as Stripe. And so now I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing a, an enormous version of that Mogwai right now in my head. <laughs> and Florida's wet too, so. Yeah, oh God. That's bad for Gremlins. Right, I mean, I, and I, I can only imagine, you know, something living in the swamp is going to stink. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to remember the actual name of it, but there is a flower here, at least in Indiana. It's one of the earliest things that flowers, and it's called like the, if memory serves, like the skunk flowers or something like that. Interesting. Because it has a horrible smell. Interesting. Um, I didn't think about and, that. And it's kind of in the, the swampy, boggy marsh areas. Well, I, I will say uh, skunk ape is what I have chosen right now and what jumped out Same. to me because it, I guess mainly because it's sort of the most different amongst them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want it to be skunk ape. So that's what right. that's what I'm choosing. <laughs> Same. Okay, we're locked in. It is skunk ape. You both got it hey. right. Yeah. Nice job, John. All right. Yeah, it's uh, said that people smell it before they see it in Florida. Actually, a horrible smell is associated with Bigfoot sightings kind of all over. Uh, it's not all the time, but frequently people will say it just smelled horrible. A theory that has been put out for why people see it in Florida is because Florida is super weird. Yes. And people put out, people have all kinds of exotic animals. They have tigers and snakes and primates. So it is possible that a few primates have escaped, gotten into the Florida swamps, which kind of approximate tropical regions and maybe a breeding Mm -hmm. population has gotten established. Interesting. Yes. Wow. And you have Florida man. And Florida, and Florida man, man is there playing <laughs> playing along the whole time. Wow. Yeah. There's an interesting video. So the Patterson Gimlin film, if people want to YouTube things, that's a great film. Another clip, which I think is probably the number two in my book, is by a guy named Josh High Street, I think. And you can type into YouTube, help, I think I saw a skunk ape. And you'll get, <laughs> you'll get a, a nice little clip there. It's, it's kind of uh, unnerving. It just shows the back of this 
this creature kind of digging into a cypress tree, just pulling out, breaking off pieces and apparently looking for grubs. And uh, you can't really tell what it is, of course, because hmm. it's true to Bigfoot footage. Yeah, well, and one of the facts you said in the, about the Gimlin, what is it, the Patterson Gimlin? Did I say that right? Yeah. Is is that the the thigh muscle was moving? So in this one, in this uh, in this help by seeing a skunk ape or whatever, <laughs> it, is it, it, have you looked at it or have you done the like? Is there is that one of the arguments? It's like, oh, there's a lot of muscle movement and it definitely looks like a organic creature. This one's a little more. Uh, it, it doesn't have the the light shining on it to show any kind of muscle definition. Got it. But it does seem awfully primate ish and. To, to the extent that you can see it kind of really like hauling back on a piece of the tree and breaking off a piece and throwing it into the water. It's a wow. pretty interesting piece of footage. It's one of those where it's either real or it's, or it's a hoax. You know, you can't quite tell. Gotcha. That's great. What, remind us again, what do we search to find it on YouTube? I believe it's by Josh High Street and it's called, I think I've seen a skunk ape help or <laughs> okay, something, yeah, something, something some along those, those words. Okay. That's yeah. great. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> Um, all right, John, you're you're on a roll right now. I think you're three for six now, right? And I'm and I'm two for yeah. six. So you're you. Let's see if you can keep it going. All right, here we go. Question number seven. We're diving a little bit back uh, more into the history. We've of course got some modern footage, but a lot of people need to remember that we've got a lot of Bigfoot stories that predate the fifties when those first images mm -hmm. were published. We've got a lot of stories to that end. Which U.S. president? wrote about a Bigfoot encounter. <laughs> Is it Abraham Lincoln, Grover Cleveland, Theodore Roosevelt, or John F. Kennedy? My first inclination is Roosevelt. He was the Rough Riders. I mean, there's a reason why Teddy Bear is called a Teddy Bear. It's named after him. It's a good point. He's the one that established national parks. He's the one that's traveled out West when it was still incredibly wild. Uh, I probably would have done a shot in the dark, but now I think I'm <laughs> going to choose Roosevelt. <laughs> what I was laughing about before the question though, or as you were reading it, is it, even though I don't like saying this gentleman's name, it would have been funny if Donald Trump was a choice because he would be he's <laughs> so freaking outlandish. But then I realized the question said, which president wrote about it. I'm not 100% sure that Donald Trump knows how to write, so I, I would have probably <laughs> left him out. No one has done more for Bigfoots than me, personally. <laughs> that, that's First of all, impression. you're going to be our new Donald Trump impressionist. And secondly, that's exactly my point, is that he seems like the kind of guy that would be like, right. yeah, of course I've seen Bigfoot. Yeah, of course. Did, because of your the way you explained it, John, and you're right, I, I, I did know that. I wouldn't have, yeah. It probably wouldn't have come to my head. I'm going to choose Roosevelt. You're both correct. It nice. was Theodore Roosevelt. Nice job, John. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's called the Bowman Encounter. Theodore Roosevelt did not himself encounter the beast, but he interviewed a trapper by the last name of Bowman who claims that he and a partner out in the wilderness in this desolate pass were sort of stalked by this creature. And it uh, rattled them, these two sort of rough trappers, enough that they decided to stick together during the duration of the trip in that pass. But during one brief moment in trapper terms, one guy, Bowman, went down to check on some traps and fiddle with some things, but it took him longer than he anticipated. And he got back to camp just as the sun was setting, called out to his partner, got no response, walked further into camp. And unfortunately, he saw his friend dead and he saw marks on his neck, said that his neck had been broken. And he, being a trapper, looked in the dirt and saw the tracks that they had been seeing associated with this two-legged creature that had been following them for so long and harassing them. And uh, he pieced the scene together based on where the footsteps were and uh, where the struggle had taken place and even determined that the creature had, in its glee, rolled over his friend a few times uh, oh. like in celebration. <laughs> Almost like a got, dog like rolls on, well, rolls in poop. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but over his former enemy, maybe, I guess. And so this guy just got the heck out of there as quickly as he could. He left his left all the traps, all the valuables, just got back to the horse and ran. What a story. And that was the one that Roosevelt was told that story and kind of gave it validity probably because, because he wrote about it. Yeah, yeah. He told that story to Theodore Roosevelt. Roosevelt himself did not quite 100 percent believe him he says that he was probably raised with a lot of fairy tales of gremlins and things like that so it may have colored his perspective so that makes me wonder like how many um bigfoot quote-unquote attack stories are there is this is this one of very few very few yeah they're they tend to really not involve attacks these uh -huh. stories there are a few they all tend to be 
kind of associated with the Wild West era. So I'm not sure how much are em- embellished really. There's a famous one. I think it took place in 1924 called the Ape Canyon incident. And in that one, a group of men claims to have fought a group of Bigfoots. Oh, big feats. Yeah. Big feet. I'm going to have to put that in the Bigfoot musical. Is- I could see a little, a little a battle of Bigfoots versus man and the Bigfoot are going to, the big feet are going to win. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that, that raises a question, Devin. Yeah. What is the proper term for a group of these beings? Yeah. You know, I honestly don't know as, as much research as I have done. I've just never come across. It, uh, is it just Bigfoot? <laughs> Bigfoots? Big feet? Uh-huh. A, is it like a, moose? Yeah, exactly. It's like right. moose where it's a, a group of moose, a group of Bigfoot. You, this was more of a visual thing because as you were describing mm-hmm. the attack, you were kind of holding on to your neck. And that made me think of Chupacabra. Do you, do you have any, um, is that anything that you have interest? I mean, that, that falls under the category of crypt creatures, correct? I mean, that's just silly, Kevin. Yeah. Chupacabra for, for people who don't know, it sucks blood. Like it's a, there's like sightings with goats where they have like these, th- I think it's, isn't it even three prongs going into their neck and that's. Maybe it's only two. It's like a vampire. It's kind of like a vampire creature dog thing. But, um, yeah. Do you have any, do you know anything about the, about that species? Yeah, I don't know anything about Chupacabra specifically, but I do think that uh, with a lot of these stories, there there is some element of truth that can be kind of sussed out. And example of that is, again, with this tribe where uh, the Salish you know, language, they've named it Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. The original interviewers who were talking uh, to them and getting these kind of stories learned that these they insisted that these this Bigfoot uh, tribe, first of all, there were two tribes in the forest that were warring against each other. And then also they held an annual convention, the Bigfoots, they held an annual festival uh, every year. And they determined that because they always saw them in the same place at the same time of year. And they would, they insisted that uh, these were scouts that were being sent ahead to check on the festival grounds so that the rest of the Bigfoots, the feet could make it to the festival. And that and kind of a thing maybe indicates, you know, maybe they had a festival, maybe not, but maybe it indicates like a migration pattern for this. Yeah. Creature. Well, that, it's funny that you hmm. use the word festival and it sounds like that's what they use because that, that does sound very silly. This idea of big feet gathering for this, they're in a, they're a conference and they're, in a little yeah. conference. but, but yeah, it could actually be part of some sort of, they, they migrate for whatever time of season to this area. Yeah. And in that sense, it's kind of a, kind of a festival, you know, that's what people do. You get <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe with Chupacabra, it's uh, they're vampire bats. There are things that do suck blood. So maybe there's some some element yeah. of that in there. Man, I'm having so much fun, and I can't believe we're already on the last question. <laughs> right. um, and you know, part of the reason I I wanted to choose Roosevelt also is just because we'll be we're one behind each other going into the last question. So it'll get, adds a little suspense. A little, it does. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So you need to get it right to win, and I need to get it right to, and you need to get it wrong to tie. So uh, what what are we looking at for number eight there, Devin? All right. Last question. We're bringing it all the way back to the beginning. John was so good to mention the famous primatologist, <laughs> Dr. Jane Goodall. Yeah. She is the Wayne Gretzky of primatology. Most Americans don't know anything about hockey, but they've heard the name <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Most Americans don't know anything about primatology, but Jane Goodall, she's a household name. So she is. Right. Yeah. True or false, Dr. Jane Goodall admits that Bigfoot could be real. True or false? Wow. I'm going to go with true, especially I, I think a lot of people kind of have a misconception of how scientists think mm. and until there's evidence pointing to the opposite, a decent scientist is going to say, yeah, that could be true until you have evidence saying otherwise. Yeah. So knowing that what Jane Goodall has done and knowing all the science that she has done and understands the scientific method. Yeah. I'm going to have to say that, yeah, she's admitted that it could be real. Yeah, I think the wording is real key. It's a, it's just admitting that Bigfoot could be real. It's not saying that she believes right. Bigfoot is real. And she does seem like she has an open enough mind to, to to do all that. And it is funny because this kind of, if she if there is some statement where Jane Goodall's on the record saying it could be real, people will want to misconstrue that into mm-hmm. Jane Goodall says it's real. I definitely want to choose true. I'm 100% going to choose false though, just for strategy's sake, <laughs> um, just to give myself a shot at time. But uh, I I have chosen false. I do believe it's true. John, you chose true. What do we got, Devin? It is true. There you go, John. And then 
<laughs> she is she is on record saying that and again going back to youtube you can uh, google mm -hmm. you know just search jane goodall bigfoot and you'll pretty much get right to that clip cool. uh, it's uh, an interview i believe with yahoo of all things they were interviewing her about just kind of everything aliens bigfoot uh, but she said it could be that there is an as yet undiscovered great ape mm -hmm. living in north america and when that quote dropped, the BFRO had, they got together for a festival and they celebrated and they danced in the woods together. They were yes. like, yes, <laughs> Jane Goodall is on our side. <laughs> right. From over the horizon, you just heard, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and because I, I wasn't sure earlier, I did just look up Jane Goodall and she is still alive. Okay, so. thank you All for right. that. She's She's still doing great work out there. So We're going to have to make a real-time tidy-up jingle for, for moments like this. <laughs> I mean, that might have to be the next thing. Well, okay, so I have two things that are coming to mind, Devin, and both involve the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I am just in general curious about what you see the future of Bigfoot being and what's next. And also, I, I wanted to bring this up at the beginning, but you are you have a future project of podcasting about Bigfoot on the horizon. So you'll be you'll be talking about all this and more, right? That is right. Yeah, the uh, podcast is going to be called How Do You Explain That? Uh, it's ah. with some friends of mine who are just fantastic people. I didn't even start it. It was started by my friend Monice, and she's kind of roped me in, uh, which I'm really <laughs> grateful for. We're just going to be discussing all kinds of unexplainable events from Bigfoots to UFOs to anything we uh, darn well please. So yeah, it's called How Do You Explain That? And uh, we'll be launching in about a month. What is your hope for Bigfoot? I mean, is your would it be more fun for Bigfoot to be verified as real or would that take away the mystery of it all, you know? Uh, Kevin, I'm torn over that. Sometimes I, I mean, obviously I want to be proven right to just be able to kick in the doors of all my friends who made fun of me for sure. loving Bigfoot. But um, <laughs> there is something about that mystery, you know? It's kind of fun to have something that we just don't know. We know so many things. Uh, nowadays, yeah. but that's that there could be something so natural that eludes us is pretty fun and intriguing. And I think on a bigger level, it's just sort of fun to wrestle with this question just to people need to kind of wrestle with belief itself. Like, what do I, what do I believe? Why do I believe it? And mm -hmm, uh, yeah. Bigfoot, I think is kind of a good proxy for talking about that kind of a thing. And it leads us, I don't know, it's led me to some pretty cool conversations, uh, that are just like, just really fun and and wholesome. Yeah, much like yeah. this one, much like this conversation yeah. that we've had today. And and yeah. and I think just it brings up a greater point that for as much as we do know in this world, and as much as science has proven, there is so much unknown and so much still to learn. And I know Bigfoot is just one kind of big example of like in an exists in pop culture, but there's just so much to be discovered. And um, but uh, man, Devin, we really appreciate you. Oh yeah being here and and taking the time to do this and, and opening our eyes and ears and <laughs> brains to to the Bigfoot world. I'm so glad that I was able to jump on. I hope that a couple of people at least are uh, semi-convinced. I took you from 0% belief to like 13% belief. <laughs> yeah. The seed has been planted. <laughs> that's a big, that's a big growth. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are so excited that you're getting your podcast mm -hmm. launched. We're, we'll definitely promote it once it's live. Well, the name of it again is... It's called, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? So make sure you're looking yeah. out for that. We, we will definitely yeah. proudly support that. The website is explainthatpodcast.com. So they can go to the website and we'll have some contact info up there uh, when the time comes. So explainthatpodcast.com. Well, Devin, it's been, it's been a privilege having you on here, man. Yeah. We had a blast. Uh, John, congratulations. You got a win. We're tied up seven to seven. Tides have turned. I, I, I broke my streak. So and, and I don't, what are we doing next week? Oh, next week. Oh my gosh. Yeah, next cornhole. week, another one I'm very, we have a, he's not professional, but he's a very, he's just a really good cornhole player, this guy. And he, he's preparing a quiz for us. We're going to be quizzed on cornhole and it will also involve a competition between John and I. So that'll be next week. We have back-to-back -back mm -hmm. guests. Devin, thank you again, man. Um, and we look forward to hearing, uh, hearing more from you in the future. I am so, so honored to have been on here. Thanks, Devin, man. We appreciate you. Oh, yeah. We'll be back next week with some cornhole action. And uh, and thanks thanks for any any and every listener. We really appreciate you. Yeah, we really do. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. No one has done more for Bigfoots than me, personally. <laughs> <laughs>